All right, good evening and welcome to our mini midweek service for uh, March the 10th today. Uh, welcome for those of us who are joining uh, live today. If you are joining us live, uh, feel free to say hello in the live chat below to others who are joining us live at this time. Uh, if you are not joining us live, if you're joining us days or, or weeks or however long into the future, uh, feel free to leave a comment and let us know where you are watching or joining us from. We'd love to like, get to know you and love to, to hear about where you found out about us. Uh, if you have questions about our church or you'd like to uh, get connected to your church, perhaps you're new or this is the first time you're watching one of these videos, uh, you can always go to uh, www.arbchurch.com and there's a section on there that says I'm new and when you're there you can have uh, answer any questions you might have about the church or find out a little bit about the church or you can even send in a little form uh, to have some information from the church and somebody from the uh, pastoral staff will reach out to you and get to know you. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements for some of our regular members who might be listening. Uh, just a reminder that next Sunday, that is the 21st, is our uh, annual meeting. And so this week, the annual reports will be available at the church for you to pick up in person if you're joining us for in-person worship. If you are not joining us in person, you can always email the church, uh, email the office or call the office and speak to Lynn and ask for a PDF copy of the report. And we can email you a PDF copy of the report. Uh, if email is not your thing and you don't have a way to open up PDFs, but you still want to copy the report, uh, call the office and we'll be happy to find someone to drop off one of those reports to you and we'll make sure that you get one of those. And if you are joining us for the annual meeting, that's on the 21st at 3 p.m. And due to restrictions, we are only able to do it via Zoom at this point. Uh, so if you have questions or concerns, feel free to call anyone in the office and we will make sure uh, to get that to you. Uh, just a quick note that we are uh, doing some things for Good Friday and for Easter Sunday. Uh, and this year we are also doing a Maundy Thursday service. Uh, so for your Easter uh, season or your Easter weekend there, we have a Maundy Thursday foot washing service. And so that will be available at 7 p.m. on Maundy Thursday. Uh, so that will be a service, a very contemplative and reflective. It'll probably be a short service, perhaps around a half an hour or so. Uh, and for that half an hour, basically, there will be a time of spoken word, some prayer, and then we'll have a time of silent reflection and foot washing, uh, where Pastor Jesse and myself will be engaging in foot washing. And uh, so it'll be a good time of reflection there. Our Good Friday service is at 10 a.m. on Good Friday. And again, you are welcome in person or joining us online for that. And of course, our Easter Sunday service will be available online as well as once again in person. And that too is at 10 a.m. on Easter Sunday. Uh, for more announcements, you can always go to arbchurch.com and see them there. Or if you have our church app, the Tyler Church app, you'll find all of them on there. Uh, or through our email updates. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our email chain, you can send an email to the office and we'll make sure you get those. Uh, to kick off our time of worship today, I'd like to start by reading a paraphrase of Psalm 98 by L.F. Brandt. And so it says, Men have proclaimed God's praises throughout the ages, and now it is our turn to worship the Lord and to announce God's presence and his loving concern for the inhabitants of this world. His power is as great today as it ever was. He continues to reign over his universe and the creatures that move in this world. He alone is the one true God. He offers to all men his salvation. He is close to his sons and his daughters, and he fills the hearts of his children with joy. Now, as his sons and his daughters, let us express this joy with voices and musical instruments, with lovely melodies and joyful sounds. Let us proclaim the glory of God. 
Let us fill our homes, our sanctuaries, our halls of learning, our factories, our marketplaces, our workplaces, even the very streets of our city. Let us fill those places with sounds of celebration. God is here. God is now. Let's go to a time of worship through song together. message or our reflection for tonight is a little bit shorter than usual, but it's a good point that I want to make, and I'd like to leave you with a bit of time of reflection on this. I'm going to start with a little story. The writer Katie McCabe described her mentor, Charles Savage, as a man, quote, who changed a room simply by walking into it. He believed so completely in his many students and colleagues that we had no choice but to believe in ourselves. Inspired encouraged and challenged by her mentor, McCabe wrote that even though it was 15 years later, everything she did was an attempt to find the person that he saw in her. 
Our verse for the day comes from Romans 16, and it's verses 1 and 2, and it's quite simple. In there, Paul says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deaconess of the church at Chantre. Receive her in the Lord as saints ought to receive one another, and help her in whatever matter she may require assistance from you, for she has been a helper of many, including myself, shielding us from suffering. The point I want to make today is to open your eyes and look for a person who needs a little bit of time, a little bit of friendship, a little bit of faith, someone that you can give the gift of being a mentor to or a supportive friend to or even just an encourager to. Is there a person in your life who would be encouraged if you let them know that you believe in them? For me, I've had a few mentors in my life. I've actually had a number of mentors. I've had some from an academic standpoint, as, as I do research papers or as I, as I work towards my bachelor's and, and then my master's and, you know, one day I'll be pursuing my doctorate. Uh, I've had academic mentors in that capacity. I've also had pastoral mentors. I've had mentors in, in my youth pastoring. I had a mentor for a number of years that was there in a, in a worship aspect. It was mentoring me as I, as, as I learned to be a better worship leader. I learned what worship was. Uh, most recently, I've had mentors as I pursue my ordination, as I pursue accreditation with the CBOQ. And I've had other mentors in my life who are simply there for encouragement, for prayer, for support, a little bit of friendship, a little bit of faith. And these mentors have been very important too. You know, these mentors, they send me messages on occasion. Uh, mentors uh, and friends and supporters will send me uh, notes over Facebook or letters or emails uh, or phone calls. Just words of affirmation, words of, infer uh, of encouragement, words of support, uh, reminders of what I'm doing and why I've been called to it. Reminding me that they're praying for me, reminding me that they're thinking of me, reminding of me of, uh, of what it is that you know, they are there for and what they're there to do for me. And some days it's those reminders, some days it's those things that help keep me pushing forward. Some days those messages make all the difference. Some days those the, the, the difference between giving up or quitting and keeping on pushing forward. Over the last two years specifically while pursuing my ordination, uh, there have been a few points where I wanted to give up. There have been a few points where I've just said, you know what, the difficulties of this process are just too much and, I, and there's no point carrying on and I'm just going to throw in the towel. And there have been you know, points where I just say, enough's enough, I'm done with this process. And my mentors and my encouragers specifically uh, were the people who saw me through and pushed me through and encouraged me to go through. They were there when, when I felt beaten up and that I was ready to give up and I was ready to quit. They were there to encourage me, to say, no, 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 you're not done yet. You can do this. Uh, when I felt like I was all alone and that I was doing this by myself, they were there to remind me that they're standing beside me, saying, no, no, you're not alone. We're here for you. When I felt just exhausted, when I felt tired, they were there to pray for me and pray with me. And I thought some of those people, I know some of them, uh, they have spent hours upon hours upon hours praying for me or, or, or encouraging me or mentoring me. They have spent hours upon hours out, out at coffee or pancakes and having breakfast with me or having coffee with me and having, having lunches or dinners with me, just sitting with me, sharing their wisdom, sharing mentoring, sharing encouragement, sharing support. And those hours, those minutes, those seconds, they have meant a lot to me. They have made a definite impact and difference in my life. And perhaps someone has done that for you. Perhaps in your life, someone has poured their time and their, and their life and their, their effort into you. 
Perhaps someone at your work. Perhaps you, you went through an apprenticeship and someone was there to see you through spending hours and hours training you. Perhaps in, in your a new job you took over, you had to supervise that really just put an effort, had an effort or, or cared about you and invested in you. Perhaps there has been someone in the church who has walked with you and mentored you and prayed for you and prayed with you. Some days, those are the things that help us to move forward. Some days, those are all the things that keep us pushing forward. But looking back at those relationships in my life and likely looking back on the relationships in your life too, we can see that those relationships, whether they were long, whether they're still with us, or whether they were short, those relationships, they mean a lot. And they still mean a lot to me. It's easy to get self-consumed in our lives, isn't it? It's easy for us to say, you know, we're too busy. We have too much going on. I have too many things on my to-do list. It's easy for us to get consumed with all of our own lives. It's easy to make excuses if we feel like we aren't smart enough or, or well-versed enough in Scripture. Perhaps we don't have enough initials after our name. It's easy for those to be excuses for why we don't mentor others or for why we won't encourage others or for, for why we're not discipling or, or pouring ourselves into others. But in this scripture here, Paul reminds us, Paul the Apostle, he reminds us that someone here who helped others and gave them hope, this person didn't have degrees. This person didn't have, you know, years and years and years of discipleship training. That this was just a person who cared. And this was just a person who was supportive and encouraging. This was just a person who gave them hope. And all of us are capable of that. All of us are inspiring others and giving them hope. You don't have to have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or, or a doctorate. You don't have to be ordained or credentialed. You don't have to be in a paid position at the church to do that. All of us are capable of pour, pouring our time and our effort into someone. All of us are capable of encouraging someone, supporting someone, lifting them up when they need that, standing beside them when they need to, to know they're not alone, being a shoulder to cry on when they just need to shed a tear. All of us are capable of doing that. We're all capable of investing our time into the life of someone else. We're all capable of discipling. We're all capable of mentoring. Who in your life can you open your eyes to? Who in your life can you open your life to? You know, as, as a young person, one thing that I hear a lot, and I hear it from all other young people, is we need to, you know, we need to have more young people in the church. And I think when we say that, it gives a sense of we don't need the, the older folk. And that's just the farthest thing from the truth. You know, in my life, some of the most impactful mentoring relationships have come from people much older than I. And it's simple. They've lived through so much more than I have. They have so many more years of experience to pour into. It's easy for as we get older for us to feel perhaps like we, we don't have much use. We don't have much ability to do much. You know, I, we can't involve ourselves at the dodgeball tournaments or, you know, we can't stay out until 3 a.m. doing the, you know, the setting up for the events and the things that the church is doing on. But there is so much that we need from our older, experienced, wiser folks in the church. We need those people in the church and we need them to be our mentors and we need them to be your mentors. And, and, you know, so, so in our life, in our church, who is it that we can open our eyes to? Who is it that we can, you know, open our, our, our time to, our homes to? Who is it that we can support and encourage a little bit of friendship and a little bit of faith? You know, is there someone in your life that you can give the gift of mentoring to? And if you're not at that spot where maybe you can give the gift of mentoring, maybe you're at that spot where you need the gift of mentoring. Maybe you need to take someone up and, and you know, ask if, if they would mind mentoring you. Maybe there's someone that you can go to and say, hey, would, would you mentor me? Would you, would you walk with me? Would you walk with me as we walk towards Jesus? 
Is there a person in your life who will be encouraged if you let them know that you believe in them? And that's one of the things that I think mentoring and discipling is, is so powerful at. Sometimes it is just as simple as inspiring hope. Sometimes it is just as simple as saying, hey, I believe in you and, and I'm here to help in any way. And so uh, my challenge this week and perhaps something that we can all think about is, uh, are you being mentored? And if you're not being mentored, maybe we can ask, well, perhaps why? Is, is there someone that you can ask to walk alongside with you with? Uh, and if you're not being mentored, I would ask, are, are you mentoring? Are you able to mentor? Are you able to walk alongside someone? Um, there are a lot of young people in the church that need good, solid mentors. There are a lot of young people that are trying to walk through Christianity or trying to walk through this Christian life all by themselves. And when we try to walk alone, I can say from experience, we suck at it. You know, young people, we're not great at it. Uh, and, and, and we think we know what we're doing. But for a lot of the time, uh, you know, if we're honest, we don't. So we need our older and wiser and more experienced uh, brothers and sisters in the faith to walk beside us. And so my encourager or my, my challenge is especially to uh, perhaps some of our older uh, members. Um, is there a young person that you can encourage? Is there a younger person that you can, you can mentor, that you could really pour yourself into? Because I know their life will be improved by some of the experience that you have to share. And so that's my challenge for us this week. Let's go now to another time of worship through song together.
Church family, our virtual time together tonight has ended. But before we go, I want to leave you with the words of Jude 24 and 25. Now to the one who can keep you from falling and set you in the presence of his glory, jubilant and above reproach, to the only God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, might and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all time, now and forevermore. Amen.